So welcome, my name is Stefan Botma. With me, my co-host, Werner Hutting. This is Money and Medicine. If this is the very first time that you are watching this channel, the purpose is to try and add value by empowering, um, creating value, creating information that you as a medical professional can access at any stage in your busy schedule in order to make better financial decisions. Today, we are going to talk a little bit about um, Alan Gray, what makes them unique. Um, we've got special guests in the, in the audience today. Um, and thanks again for joining us in for another episode on Money and Medicine. Welcome. We are talking to Cedric Pillar. Cedric, welcome. Thank you so much for availing yourself. I think tell us a little bit about you. Um, how did you start with Alan Gray or your career prior to Alan Gray? How did you join the industry? Yeah, sure. Uh, thank you for having me, firstly. Um, I joined Alan Gray in 2013 and I was a grad. I studied at University of Johannesburg. And after completing my BCom Finance, uh, I, I got an interview with a couple of institutions and ended up landing the, the role with Alan Gray. Um, and it meant I had to relocate to Cape Town because that's where our head office is. And uh, I worked in various departments and in various roles there. I was in operations doing admin. I was in client servicing. I did a bit of a stint in leadership and then went into retail distribution. So I've been there now since 2013. It's been quite some time, eh? It's been it's quite been, a while. It's been a journey. It's been a journey, uh, yeah. but it's been a, a learning journey. And yeah. of course, like in this industry, you can never know everything. So yeah. I learned a lot of things along the way. Are you born and bred in, in Joburg? Born and bred in Johannesburg. Uh, so I've been here my whole life. My entire schooling was here as well. Um, so going to Cape Town was a bit of a, yeah, it was. <laughs> I can imagine. It was very different. Um, yeah. But I decided to come back to Joburg. I mean, we have an office here. So yeah, yeah. yeah I'm based here now. Well, awesome. So Cedric, I'm going to jump right into it. I think a question we get quite often and a lot of confusion arises from this is we know Alan Gray is a platform or a Lisp, but we also know that they are a managing company or also referred to as a Manco. Briefly just explain to us in layman terms, what is the difference between that? Yeah, sure. So Alan Gray, when we were founded in 1973 by the late Dr. Alan Gray, we were founded as an investment company, what, what in the industry we refer to as a management company. And we were investing clients' money under our own portfolios, under our own brand uh, since 1973. But, but at some point, we wanted to grow the business and we started a separate business uh, and, and that was our platform business. And if you really want to understand the difference between the two is, uh, let's say, for example, you're a consumer and you're going to a supermarket, right? And you walk into Woolworths, uh, if you use that as an example. Uh, if you wanted to buy something like, like meat or eggs and bread and milk, you can get all of that in one place. Yeah? Uh, if that wasn't available, you'd have to go to different places to go and buy all those different products, but you can get them all under one roof. And if you think about a platform in the investment management universe, it's you can go to a platform to not only get Alan Gray solutions or Alan Gray investment management funds, you can get um, different provider funds there as well. So on our platform, not only do we host Alan Gray funds or portfolios, we also host portfolios from other management companies, um, you know, competitors such as Coronation or Ford or Prudential. Um, we have that on the platform so that a client can come to us. It's, it's an ease of admin, so they only get one statement, but yet they're invested in different places. They don't have to go and open up five, six different accounts with different institutions. They can have one account and consolidate all of that into one account on our platform. Okay, wow. So, um, Cedric, th thanks for that explanation. Uh, I think it makes it very, very clear because, like I mentioned um, just before we recorded this um, podcast, we get asked the question quite often where a client wants to invest specifically with Alan Gray um, and they like the brand. 
But when you showed him a solution, you have all these different portfolios in there, and then it causes some confusion. Exactly. Um, so that was a really good explanation. Thanks for that. Yeah, sure. Uh, we deal predominantly with medical professionals. So as a young medical professional, what solution would you say are ideal to start off with uh, when you when you start off an investment platform? Yeah, I mean, um, it isn't specific to medical professionals, but I think with, with a lot of professionals, young people working in, in professional um, roles, is first and foremost, you need to make sure that you've got your retirement savings set up, right? And I think um, first and foremost, you think about a product like a retirement annuity fund, where you get the benefit of a couple of things in there. That if you're using a retirement annuity fund product to save money for your retirement, First and foremost, the contributions that you make to that retirement annuity fund, um, they are eligible to reduce your tax liability at the end of the tax year, right? So who doesn't want to save tax? Uh, a lot of us want to save and pay as little tax as we can, and making contributions to your retirement annuity for the purposes of your retirement savings allows you to reduce your tax liability. Not only that, but the money that grows in that retirement annuity product grows tax-free, Right? That's another benefit, is you don't get taxed on the interest, you don't get taxed on the dividends, you don't get taxed on the growth of your money and that product. Um, that's another benefit. But uh, the last benefit I think that's really useful is because you've earmarked these savings specifically for your retirement, creditors can't touch this money. So if anything ever happens to you, um, you know, in professional practice, if something happens and creditors want to attach your assets, they cannot attach your retirement savings inside a retirement annuity product. So first and foremost, if you want to take care of, of that as a medical professional, that, that's probably the first place to start. And then to supplement that is probably one of the most underutilized products in the industry is a tax-free savings account. Um, and if you have a tax-free savings account, it also allows you to save money and it grows tax-free. So the interest, the dividends, and the capital gain or the growth is not taxed. And that also allows you not only to supplement your retirement savings when you go on retirement, but you know the money is more accessible to you if you need to withdraw it any time before then. So I think those two products really are where medical professionals could probably want to start thinking about uh, putting things into place. Yeah, great idea. I think also for those of you that haven't watched our episode on tax-efficient vehicles to invest in, please go to the link at the bottom of this page. Uh, you're welcome to watch that episode. It will actually flow nicely into what Cedric was just saying. Um, just to get back to my question on the difference between a Manco and a platform, um, what benefits can a client expect by using, like what value added benefits if they use Alan Gray in both scenarios? So they use Alan Gray as the Woolies, as sort of the platform, but they then also buy Woolies meat or they the also the use Alan Gray product. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. sure. Uh, I mean, I love the way that you're extending the analogy because that really <laughs> does speak to the benefit of it, right? Yeah. Is if you come to Alan Gray for Alan Gray products, uh, so if you come to the Alan Gray platform and you're invested in Alan Gray unit trust funds or portfolios, you, you tend to get them much cheaper from a fee perspective than you would elsewhere. Um, so it's our products on our platform, um, and at the moment as it stands, you wouldn't pay an additional administration fee for that. Um, mm -hmm. you, know, the, you, you don't necessarily have to pay that. But if you have other solutions in there, so if you have, you know, similar to your analogy, if you go to Woolies and you buy all gold, uh, it's yeah. probably more expensive than their own store brand tomato uh, sauce, right? True. Yeah. Um, and it's the same thing really with the investment platform is if you come to the platform and you're purchasing uh, other management company solutions, you will pay a slightly higher okay. price in terms of administration. Uh, whereas with an Angry product um, on our platform, you would pay less uh, as a fee. But, but the benefit of it, and speaking to the benefits here, fund that you're asking is, well, if you, if you had 
different solutions on different platforms. And if you, if you didn't use a platform solution, and let's say you had five different accounts with five different providers, you would pay a fee on every single one of those uh, platforms or providers. If you consolidate everything onto one platform, you are likely to pay less of a fee because it's all about scale. Yeah. Uh, and the more assets you have as a client, the less admin you are going to be charged on, on our platform. And, and that's a great point because I, I deal with a lot of clients that think diversification actually comes in by being invested on different platforms. Mm -hmm. And I always use the analogy to say it's almost like having a bank account with Standard Bank, with APSA, with FMB, and you're actually paying transactional fees with all the diff the, those different banks, opposed to trying to con consolidate on one with one bank and then just taking a credit card, a check card, and, and these different accounts, which then in essence, obviously asset losses is the diversification. We also did a nice episode on asset losses, um, but your consolidation is economy of scale. Uh, I, I completely agree. I think you see it so often where you would look at a client's portfolio and you'd see, listen, they would have like a retirement annuity, for example, of Alan Gray, uh, and they would also have a retirement annuity with Sunlum and, and PPS as an example. Mm -hmm. but. With all those three companies, they think they are diversified because they're not only investing with one specific retirement need with one yeah. company. But if you look at the underlying assets, um, they might have Alan Gray balance fund in all three of those companies yeah. with their retirement annuity. Yeah. Um, and at the end of the day, like you said, they're going to pay a, a lesser platform fee, if I understand correct, by investing just in Alan Gray, having the Alan Gray balance fund at Alan Gray on the e platform, as opposed to having Alan Gray balance fund at a PPS and a Sunlum, where the admin fee might be a little bit, or the management fee might be a yeah. little bit more. Yeah, 100%. Uh, um, and even to extend on that is, if you are receiving three different statements every single month, uh, yeah. and you're trying to figure out where you actually stand, it becomes a bit of a mission. Mm. When you're doing your tax returns and you have to put your contributions in, you have to add them up manually because you're getting three different contribution certificates. Whereas yeah. if you consolidate your, your investment or your retirement savings onto a single platform, you are able to diversify it in terms of being invested in different places, but at the same time, it doesn't create the extra admin for you. Uh, yeah. It actually makes life much easier for you to be, have one view of all your investments in one place, uh, but still be able to diversify the underlying portfolios. Yeah. yeah. So Cedric, while we're on this value adding, um, I know Alan Gray's got also a similar view, is to always empower the investors. And I know you guys also, add value by hosting client events. I specifically, you know, invited some of my clients to one event one year, yeah. uh, which was sort of client-based. So all the speakers were also addressing stuff in a little bit more layman terminology. Um, tell us a little bit about that and what, what other similar events do you guys do or what other services do you guys do in order to add value to your clientele? Yeah, sure. Um, one of the amazing things about our business is we actually have an investor education uh, resource or department uh, wow. that focuses specifically on investor education. And if you think about the publications that you and I read, uh, they're quite like highly intense jargon uh, related stuff where you know we understand what these acronyms mean, but the, the, the layman out there doesn't always understand what those acronyms, uh, acronyms mean. So we have an investor education department that um, basically simplify things for the ordinary investor out there. Um, and in our quarterly commentaries, usually we'll have an article that is very basic and very simple mm. um, that people can understand. And it's a very basic and simple um, topic that is discussed in the quarterly commentary that allows people to understand those things. We also have insights on our website and we, we publish a lot of content that clients can go and read 
need um, either on retirement savings, on tax-free investing, on um, exchanging foreign money into you know, other investments, uh, local versus offshore. We try and do this so that clients can understand these things um, in much simpler terms and so that they can grow their own knowledge. So we do take investor education very seriously on the publications we have, the events that we have. You know, if we have a business and investment update for, for clients, we try and simplify information in a manner that they can understand. So investor wow. education is a big part of what we do. That's awesome. Then, Cedric, uh, that actually brings me to the next question. In your view, um, what, what separates the Alan Gray experience from the rest of the market? Because we, we, nowadays, you, you tend to see that everybody wants to get a specific experience. They want to feel good. Yeah. They buy products that make them feel good and that they can post on all these social media platforms. So, um, in your experience, what, what's the Alan Gray experience? I think for me, uh, what I would say sets us apart, um, unashamedly so, is we really focus on one thing and one thing only, and that's building long-term wealth for clients. And that kind of sounds pretty flippant, right? Like everyone would probably say that. But, but to be honest with you, that is the underlying principle behind everything we do. If we're thinking about launching a new product, we ask ourselves the question, is this going to help build long-term wealth for clients? If the answer is no, we're less likely to go with an initiative like, like, like that, right? We, we always think about the end client at the end of the day. And if you look at the way we charge our fees, we believe, and we were pioneers in South Africa, of charging performance-based fees. And we believe that performance-based fees really align our interest with those of clients, mm -hmm. that clients only pay above a certain fee if we're outperforming on their behalf. Um, and we share in their underperformance as well. So if our portfolios are not doing well uh, against the benchmark over periods of time, we will share in a lesser fee so that the client um, is interest there aligned with ours. So we're incentivized to ensure that we outperform and we actually do a good job for clients. So everything ties back to that long-term wealth creation. If you look at the way that the, our people are incentivized and how we pay them, it's all based on long-term. Does this create long-term wealth for our clients? And you know, if you're in a business like ours, our portfolio managers, for example, you know, they don't get you know, fat bonuses for outperforming in a year or two years. <laughs> it, it, it's really that their incentives and what they share in the success of the business is all long-term. That a portfolio manager could leave Alan Gray and they'll only share in their success and in what they've built many years after they've left. So we, we try and ensure that we're all thinking about one thing. Does everything we do create long-term wealth for our clients? Awesome. We've, we've also seen a move in the market as we're currently speaking where a lot of people feel they have to take their money abroad, uh, create long-term wealth in the offshore space. Um, I think my f it's a two-way question. The first question is, what is the difference between offshore and local investment? Um, and then what, what sort of solutions do Alan Gray offer for clients that's looking to take money abroad? Yeah, sure. Uh, again, local and offshore is a key part of our business. When Dr. Alan Gray founded the business in South Africa, he focused predominantly on ensuring that investors could get um, exposure to investment markets in South Africa specifically. Um, but at some point, he had a demand because clients wanted to experience what investments were like overseas. And if you think about the South African market, we probably make up less than 1% of the global economy, right? Of all the global markets. So you're missing out on about 99% of what's out there. Um, and that's why as an investor, you do need to think not just local, but offshore. And Alan Gray, how we think about that and how we allow clients to access investments locally and offshore is that predominantly what we do as Alan Gray as an investment management company, we manage money and look for opportunities in South Africa. Um, so, for example, if we're looking for shares, we're going to stick to the Johannesburg Stock Exchange. Um, that's where we found opportunities. But if clients want to get offshore exposure, and in our portfolios, how we get offshore exposure is that we use our investment partner, Orbis. Okay. 
Orbis was also founded by Dr. Alan Gray. We share the same founder, we share the same values, we share the same culture. Um, and when, when we are thinking about getting offshore exposure, it's about making sure that you have people on the ground in the economies where you're trying to invest. So Orbis is not based in South Africa. They are domiciled and based in Bermuda, but they have offices all around the world. So you can trust that if someone is sitting in Hong Kong, they know better than someone sitting in South Africa what's going on in that economy. Um, so when, when we want to get global uh, offshore exposure, we get it through Orbis, our investment partner that's, that is a global uh, player. Um, but for, for clients that are thinking about getting offshore exposure in their portfolios, it is available in locally based portfolios. Um, so when you think about offshore, I think most people think I need to exchange money into foreign currency in order for me to get offshore exposure. That's not always the case, right? Um, they are what you call RAND-denominated offshore funds. Uh, and that may seem like a bit of a complicated thing to understand, but it's actually pretty simple. You can give your RANDs to a local asset manager or an investment manager, and they will take those RANDs and they will do the currency conversion and invest in a portfolio that is domiciled or denominated in foreign currency. And when you're investing in something simple like the Alan Gray Balance Fund, for example, some of that actually happens in the balance fund. But if you wanted like 100% offshore exposure through a mechanism like that, we have what you call feeder funds. Um, and feeder funds allow you to do that as well. This is also actually a, a nice investment vehicle that you, can, that you can consider because a lot of medical professionals, um, especially younger medical professionals, when we start talking, having the discussion about um, investing, mm -hmm. a lot of them don't want to necessarily invest in a retirement annuity because they have maybe the, the option to, to go work abroad. Um, and when they invest the money into a retirement annuity, they can't access that fund again uh, before the age of 55, as we know, unless you financially immigrate. Um, but this, this offshore investing is maybe a, a, an option that they can consider and look into um, where they don't delay any investments by leaving the money into maybe a money market or just a normal bank account where they can consider putting it in an offshore solution if there's a potential for them immigrating. Yeah, 100%. Um, and I think the one you, you're also referring to specifically is uh, if you're earning money in foreign currency, we have an offshore platform that allows you to invest in foreign currency as well. Oh, yes. um, so you, you have two options. You can either use your South African rands to invest in a solution that does the currency conversion for you, or you can actually use foreign currency to invest in a an offshore portfolio um, using your own foreign allowance if you're going to be converting or if you're earning money abroad in foreign currency to do that yourself. Yeah, um, so, so there are certain solutions. And I think, uh, honestly, that because the world is so open these days, yeah. it really does make sense for you to have some exposure abroad too. Yeah, yeah. No, definitely. Yeah. Cedric, we also deal with a lot of um, medical professionals that um, approaching the end of their career, uh, that is starting to plan for retirement. Um, and we see that a lot of them are invested in the, the GPF, the yes. Government Employee Pension Fund. What solutions does Alan Gray offer for those individuals that is planning to retire from the GPF? Yeah, sure. Um, like most civil servants, uh, I think medical professionals uh, are members of the Government Employees Pension Fund, uh, or the GPF. And uh, there, there are certain rules and regulations around how a member is treated when they reach retirement and the options that they have. So over and above being able to retire with a government employees pension fund, members have the option to go retire privately with a private institution like Alan Gray, for example. Um, and the process really there and the solutions that we offer is that we allow members of the government employees pension fund to transfer their pension benefit into our pension preservation fund. Um, and that transfer is a tax-free transfer. So there aren't any tax penalties that a client will have to pay for doing that. And once they're in our preservation fund, they can then decide to retire from that product and then they can go um, and purchase a living annuity that is going to pay them a pension on a monthly basis, you know, until, and, until the time that they, 
they, they, they pass away. So we offer the ability to transfer that money, invest it in a preservation fund, and then retire from the preservation fund and then invest that in a living annuity. And again, you know, the, 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 one of the benefits there is that you have something uh, called freedom of testation. Uh, again, maybe kind of a, a technical term, but within the government employees pension fund, when you retire, um, they, they promise you a guaranteed income, which, which is awesome. Like you get paid a certain amount of money for the rest of your life until you die. But one of the things that they don't do so well is this freedom of testation. You being able to choose who gets your benefit when you pass away. Um, because of the way that the fund is structured, the garbage employees pension fund, certain things are a certain way whether you like it or not. So the, the fund itself is the one that tells you who you leave money for when you pass away. Whereas this other option that we make available for members of the GPF, when you're in a living annuity, for example, once you've retired with us, you have the ability to decide who gets this money if you were to pass away. So there's certain trade-offs, but I think we, we do have a very strong value proposition in helping members of the Government Employees Pension Fund explore a different option to rather than just retiring with the Government Employees Pension Fund. Cedric, and then for the younger professionals, let's say at the age of 30, 35, that's going into private space, but that's already built up a bit of wealth um, in the government pension fund. Uh, what solution, how can they move that money to Alan Gray? What, what type of solutions do you guys have to, again, utilize the tax benefits that is available by transferring that money tax-free? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, there's two different products you can go into. Um, when someone decides to leave their service within the civil sector um, and they no longer become a member of the government employees pension fund, usually they have the option then to say, look, they're resigning, and they then get told you can transfer this money tax-free either into a preservation fund or into a retirement annuity fund. And really the choice is up to the member. Um, if, if you kind of think about what the benefits and consequences are, ah, really the, the, the one benefit of being in a pension preservation fund, uh, if you're an individual like that, is that you have the option of taking a one-third withdrawal before retirement in the preservation fund, whereas in a retirement annuity fund, you don't have that option. So maybe that's why one would consider the one over the other. But the real benefit really comes in when uh, you're transferring that money into either product, it's a tax-free transfer, and then secondly, the money doesn't just sit there in the preservation fund or in the RA. It grows because you'll be investing that money in an underlying unit trust fund. Um, and over time, as you approach retirement, um, as you're working in private practice and contributing to a retirement annuity fund somewhere else, this money also is growing so that by the time you reach 55, you have adequate savings to go on retirement. Sure. So, Cedric, I think Vanna is going to add, add on this one. Um, we get, we get the option quite often where clients are invested, and I don't want to highlight any uh, specific company names here, but where they are invested in a solution that offers a loyalty bonus or that offers sort of um, a boost at retirement. Uh, how does Alan Gray compete to something like that? Um, and why would you still say Alan Gray is sort of like a competitive solution in that? I don't know if you want to add maybe something yeah, to that. Yeah, and I think it's a very important um, topic that we want to touch on because... When you sit with these clients, um, I think a lot of these boosts in cashbacks and, and enhancements um, looks very appealing. Um, and when you look at other solutions, other solutions not, doesn't necessarily offer it. Um, so yeah, I would like to get your view on that. Yeah, sure. I think um, from Alan Gray's point of view, definitely like boosters and bonuses and, and loyalty programs, that is not something that we're very good at. It's not our strong point, right? That's not our value proposition. Um, we, we really want to run a simple business. We've always kind of focused on investment management and then providing top quality client service and top quality admin. 
Um, things like boosters and bonuses is not our forte. Uh, so I'm not going to burst anyone's bubble, but I think the value proposition from our point of view is we, we try and keep things simple. Um, with boosters and bonuses and, and loyalty programs, there's, there's kind of, you know, it, it's a bit of a, a, a rat race, for lack of a better word, in that you need to do certain things to achieve a booster or a bonus. Um, and I think something that clients don't understand is that these things aren't necessarily free. Yeah. Like you really do need to go into the final it, details. It costs money. It costs money. Yeah. Yeah. There's no money for free. I mean, yeah. if it was, everyone would be in a solution yeah. that offered a boost or a bonus or you know or, or loyalty programs. Hundred percent. Yeah. The reality is that you you do need to read uh, the fine print and see. Well, you know, what am I paying for this? Usually, there would be uh, certain things you'd have to do, such as you know, sticking to uh, a certain health. Uh, regime or uh, you have to contribute or you're locked into a product and if you exit the product early you know you lose all those benefits and those boosters so for for the booster or the bonus or the you know whatever the loyalty thing is there always has to be a catch and you need to be comfortable that you know you're happy with that if you think at some point you may not want the product anymore just be comfortable that you're also going to lose the booster um i think our value proposition is that when you come to alan gray you're coming for a simple solution that's easy to understand and you know exactly what you're going to get out there any other day so we'll disclose everything to you up front and, and you're not having to work for something that is going to cost you something that you don't know um, and that's really the value proposition from our side. Yeah, and I, I think also uh, to extend extend uh, to your point is, I think if you if you look closely, obviously it's case by case, but if you look closely to the exponential effect of keeping it simple, keeping it lean, and that exponential effect over a term of 30 or 40 years, it certainly in most cases outstrips a bonus in any case. Um, so obviously case by case, but that's something that I've that I've also picked up and found is just by keeping it lean and simple for the client over years, he actually gets more market exposure because of lower costs, and that effect is is massive over time. And also to give the client more certainty of what he would have available at retirement. Yeah. Um, and I think it's also very important that when you do that type of planning that you have to do the planning still lean, even though you are making use of a bonus or enhancement, um, to not take that enhancement or a bonus into the equation when you do that planning, because otherwise you, you might be disappointed. Uh, because in this, like you said, it's not a guarantee that you're going to get that, uh, that booster or the enhancement or whatever you want to call them. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, of course. I mean, I think as financial advisors, right, Steve and Vanna, you, you guys know best. You've seen this um, and you know what's out there in the industry. But, you know, if someone, you know, God forbid, you lose your job or you're unable to pay your premium, what happens to your booster that you've been paying for for the last 25 years, for example? You know, does that just get you know, thrown away? And unfortunately, that's the reality. I think we've experienced a lot of that now um, with the pandemic that yes. we are faced in. Um, you might have been very um, up to date and loyal with all of your payments keeping up. Sure. But a lot of things are beyond our control. Nobody expected a pandemic to happen. Exactly. And you might be retrenched and um, then you are forced. You can't basically. And where, where are people cutting on? They are, mm. cut, they are cutting on retirement savings or any investments. Because yep. if you have to put, put bread on the table, that's the first thing that you're going to stop. Exactly. Exactly. Cedric, um, then lastly, um, maybe just give us your elevated pitch. Why Alan Gray? Um, why would somebody then invest in the company, um, this, the, the brand itself? Yeah, sure. Uh, I mean, again, we have over 40 years experience in South Africa and abroad managing money, providing solutions to clients. Um, we are the largest privately owned asset management firm in South Africa. And I say that because it's a testament really to the fact that many South Africans have entrusted us with their life savings. Um, and I think if, if, if that doesn't tell you anything about how people trust the brand and 
what we've been able to do for people over you know, the last 40 years that we've been in business, you know, I don't know what else would be, but we, we are a company that's exclusively focused on making sure that we build long-term wealth for clients. And uh, as I mentioned earlier, that's something that is the underlying principle behind everything that we do. We have an impeccable client servicing uh, team. I've been part of that team before, and I can tell you, uh, we try and make sure that uh, at the end of the day, when a client picks up the phone and interacts with us, um, at most times, and I don't know how you can compare this with many other businesses, if you, if you call us and someone picks up the phone, they are likely to be the first and last person you speak to, regardless of the question that you have. So you're not being transferred to a different department to answer a question. You know, our client servicing people are graduates. They're very smart. They're highly talented people that answer the phones and are there to service our clients. But also the admin at Alan Gray is also impeccable. Um, we try and make sure that we do everything we do with a client in mind. Um, so if you're considering a platform to use or provider to use, you know, Alan Gray has been tried and tested and our track record speaks for itself. Uh, and I think Stefan and, and we, myself, we can also attest to that. Um, we were actually having a conversation the other day and we were talking about a section 14 transfer that we are busy with. Yes. And, and Stefan said just how quickly the kind of things happens at Alan Gray. Um, just the service that we are getting from your back office are just impeccable. Yeah. yeah. And I'm also not just saying it because you're here, but... Um, it's so true what you're saying with people on the phone call. Like even for us as an advisor, if you need something for a client and you and you and you phone the, the back office, they sort you out immediately. So and it's just it's so rare these days. You know, it's just one of those things that's like really really rare. So no, awesome. And thanks again for for joining us today. It was it was really a pleasure talking to you. No, of course. Thank you so much for having me. I mean, I hope our listeners are going to get uh, some really good information. Uh, but thank you guys for what you're doing and providing this info out there for for all these young people and maybe fairly older people that uh, need to hear it. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks, Thanks so much. So this brings us to the end of the episode. Um, like you know, we are the goal of this platform is to add value and to help you and empower you to make important financial decisions. If you found this episode um, valuable, please also go to our website at www.moneyandmedicine.co.za where you can listen to similar content like this under the episodes tab. Um, we want to thank you and until next time, plan, plan, plan. plan.